0: Hey everybody, you're listening to one of the top 10 podcasts of the year today. We'll go to it in a second, but I just wanted to say one more time, hope you're enjoying the holidays so far, hope everyone's healthy, and I can't wait to hit the ground hardcore in 2024, and I'll see you there. Attention is the number one asset.
1: Question I had for yourself, uh,
2: what are some of the highly leveraged activities that you would attribute most of your success towards?
0: I would attribute 90% of my success to the fact that when I wake up, I am 100% grateful that 10 people I love the most on earth died that night. Sick. Let let me, let me, gratitude brother. My friend, do you understand that if we went around this whole auditorium right now and I asked people what they're complaining about, that 99% of it is dumb ass shit? Like, we complain about the dumbest shit and then real shit happens and we're like, oh fuck. Like, I have some friends and relatives that complain so much that it gets me to such a crazy level. I I said to one relative, I'm like, and I was at wit's end, we were having like a real conversation, I was just like, man, I wish something really bad happened to you. Because I don't mean it. But what I was trying to say to them is like, you complain about nonsense. Karen at work is ruining me. <laughs> like, you know, like, just like silly, sh- have you, like, the, do you watch society? I watched somebody berate someone the other day at the airport for cutting them in line. Berate. As if that's some, like, like, what's the matter? I'll tell you what's the matter, people are unhappy. And this game matters, we have to fight for our own happiness over everything, over everything. So, the high level activity that happens is, I don't meditate, it's not exercise. Like, there's nothing, I don't fucking watch Rocky IV videos. I wake up and I say, my God, another fucking day on this earth. Where the people I love are good, I'm good. Now let me go work for 15 hours and have 800 fucking things go wrong.
3: Hi, Gary Damon from Newcastle. It's a pleasure. Who
0: else is from Newcastle? <laughs> Damon, do that one more time. That one was awesome. Okay. A question on
3: inspiration. Yes. I mean, everybody here has been inspired to be here. Yes. Because of you. Yes. And you inspired me to write my book. It's a kid's book. And it's about being inspired to become who you are. Amazing. Um, But we don't often look back. So I often ask kids a lot of the time, who are you inspiring? So can you want to talk about this concept of inspiration, reverse thinking, so to speak?
0: Meaning who inspired me? Both, but
3: um, it's... It's how we're, you're inspiring us. Yes. But we're not looking behind us to see who we are inspiring.
0: Got it. The concept of yes. Yes. being accountable to yeah. inspire? This is your copy, by the way. Thank you, my friend. Uh, let me grab it from you. I like. So, I'm sorry, what's the question? Or, or are you looking, thank you. Thanks. Is, the, is the question, you know, what do I think about that concept? No,
3: that, well, it's probably more apparent, we know who you, your parents inspired you. Yes. And Let me give
0: you somebody that really inspires me today. Yeah, that's the question. Thank you. <laughs> I am very inspired by the following scenario. I take a lot of 6 a.m. flights because I'm trying to get home as often as possible. So a lot of times when I have to fly, I'll take the earliest flight, get in, do what I have to do and get home. I am, to this day, wildly inspired. but And I live in Manhattan, in New York City. What that means is we have three major airports, and all of them require me to go through the city. Inevitably, I'm leaving at 4 a.m., 4.30 in the morning. And I'm watching people get out of the subway at 4 and 5 in the morning. And th- there's just something about the human... And I make up stories for myself. This is not even probably their real story, but I'll watch, like, a 52-year-old woman come out of the subway at 4.13 in the morning with three bags, and I think about, like, is she, like, the backbone of her family? Did she lose her husband and she has three children that she's trying to, you know, provide for? I don't get inspired by, like, Steve Jobs or Elon Musk or Gary Vee. I really don't. I genuinely don't. I get inspired by the hundreds of millions of people the billions of people on Earth that fucking grind through to try to make it better for their family, it inspires the living shit out of me. Does everybody understand how many people on Earth could not afford to come to this conference? We are just all uncomfortably blessed. And so I'm inspired by the people in the dirt that have no choice and still punch through because they love the people in their family.
1: My friend. G'day Gary, my name's Quentin. Uh, Firstly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for coming to Australia and talking to us. Uh, I've been in business for 25 years. I wouldn't actually call it a business anymore because I was just struggling day to day through those businesses. Watching your videos certainly has helped, and, and being inspired by you has certainly helped. I have a question that's coming. <laughs> I could just praise you for half an hour, but I've got a question. Where I keep hitting the wall and struggle all the time, and I realise it's been the problem since I started my first business, is trust, mm-hmm. trusting in the team, yeah. handing, handing the reins over, uh, and it is my problem, and I know it's my problem. but. I struggle every Why? time. I, I suppose I'm afraid that I hand it over and they screw it up. I don't have the trust. But what will happen? This is the problem. See, I, I, logically, I know that it's the right thing to do. Yes. But emotionally... Have you practised? I am practising. Good. And I've got to say, I've had positive out of it for now, right? But it's still a big struggle. And for me to get to the next level, I have to trust. You've got over a thousand employees.
0: Brother, I understand this so well because my father trusts no one. He barely trusts me.
1: (laughs) So, what would you say? Just keep doing it if it fucks up?
0: Well, I can tell you this. You're not going to build shit if you don't trust.
1: I know that. So, what do I recommend?
0: Making a decision.
1: Just do it. It would be better. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well it screwed up 25 years so make the next 25 years better
0: do you know what you just explained is the reason i'm petrified of eighth place trophies it is the reason i'm petrified of eighth place trophies is when you tell a child you sucked at this but we're still going to give you a medal because we don't want to hurt your feelings we're telling the child that losing is bad you're stuck right now because you think losing is bad I know that when I let all my people do everything, that when they fuck it up, that I call the customer and I say I'm sorry and I fix it.
1: Snap. Yeah.
0: What's going to happen? They're going to fuck it up and what? You're going to go out of business? No. Okay. Yeah.
4: The fuck are we talking about?
1: That's right. I know. I knew.
4: Thank you. You're welcome.
5: Um, Hi,
6: Gary. Hi. I'm Anna. Anna. So my question is this. We hear a lot about mindset and
5: the importance of mindset. Yes. What has been the most recent mindset shift for you, and what triggered it?
0: Um, So I think of mindset and perspective pretty similarly. The biggest mind shift for me is me not delivering candor was protecting people is what I thought, when in reality. It was hurting people. And what triggered it was there's no reason that anyone who's ever worked for me doesn't love me because I have incredible intent, yet there was enough people that didn't love me, and I had to be accountable. Right? So when I would go into former employee Facebook groups and there was people shitting on me, I couldn't blame them. I had to blame myself, and I had to realize that I had to up my candor game, and the mind shift The perspective shift was I wasn't being nice because then they were just getting stunned at the end anyway, I was actually hurting them and I needed to have that mind shift that lack of candor is bad, not good.
6: And what was that lightning bolt moment that actually got you thinking,
0: I'm gonna do this? Going to a former VaynerMedia employee Facebook group and watching people that I did incredible things for over and over saying, Gary's a fucking
4: asshole. <laughs> They'll do yeah, that'll
0: do it. Yeah, that will do
7: it.
4: Hi, Gary. My name's Alex. Hi. Um, I have a question. Um, I run the luxury limousine business. I've been lucky I in- apologize real quick.
0: Yes? I just want to build on that just so everybody hears this. When people leave negative comments for me, the first thing I do, like I said earlier, is I have empathy that they might be in a bad place. The second thing I do is spend a lot of time to figure out if they're right. Right? I could have easily dismissed that Facebook group when I have 98% of my employees adore me. You have to have humility to have happiness.
4: Go ahead. Thank you. Um, my name's Alexander. I run a luxury limousine business. I've been lucky enough to have Ethan and Taryn and Cherie on board on a few occasions now. Um, struggling to understand how I would scale such a boutique thing. obviously the fit-out limousines, ultra-VIP, um, concierge service. Um, perhaps some thoughts on how I could scale? Charge, boy. Uh, and um, to match the offer of um, the gentleman giving a book, um, if you need the luxury museum, it's a dinner chair for tonight, uh, I mean, uh, Thank you.
0: Let, let's, let's play
4: with this a little bit. When you say scale, do you mean more top-line revenue? Um, I guess replicating, but, uh, obviously just starting out in the last six months, so I guess cash is... Oh, high- so you're four seconds in. Yeah, it's still very, very early, but, um, yeah. just building networks and whatnot for the last six months. Yeah, yeah, and it's, I mean, if you've already got people, like, it, it's, it sounds like it's going well. Uh, it's uh, justified the change of career, leaving, you know, the office world behind and, uh... Good for you. Yeah, but, um, you know, obviously you've got very high ambitions and, and a lot more potential yeah. capacities. So. Of course, I mean, but you're, you know,
0: think of a business like a baby. You know, your baby is six months old. Mm-hmm. You're still shitting your pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't try to run too fast. Yep. You best. know what I mean? Yep. Like, You you know, asking about scaling six months into a business is uh, is premature. Okay. Like, it doesn't mean that it's premature to think about building a big business, but, like, you're still in fundamentals mode. You're, like, still just gathering your data. You're still just building the foundation. Mm -hmm. You know, don't let your ambition, you know, cause you to move too fast. Okay. Awesome. Thank you.
6: I'm good. I'm good. Uh, my name Amanda. I have a question about parenting. Yep. So, I... Oh, here we go. Alright. I love your ideology around competition and fighting and having <laughs> young kids myself. It's challenging raising them in a different world than the 80s. Yes. So, how do you combat Chinese challenges and prepare your kid not only for the future, but their future?
0: By letting them fight.
6: Great. How do you combat, I guess, the society
0: around that? Telling them that the society's wrong. Okay, great. So that's what I do. So yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I'm the only like parent. I, but you know what? This is the coolest thing about parenting. You can actually do that. Yeah. It's so crazy how impactful parenting is on a human. It's like the one energy you'll listen to that is in counter to everything going on outside both pro and con. Right? I think, you know, the, the current state of parenting will not eat up your children, it will be an impact, but your voice will be the loudest, and so you just need to stay consistent.
6: Cool, thank you. You're welcome. Hello. Can you uh, hear me? Oh, cool. Yes. Okay, so my name is Bibi, and I am a midwife, so I've yep. been a midwife for about 10 years. Yes. I just decided to put out myself and build my reputation, which was really good. I built up like a really big TikTok and Instagram and everything and it was so good and now I realize that I really don't like being a midwife anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I like social media so much and it's like become my passion and I just want to change but I don't know how to do it because I've got so many clients so many people loving me so many like have built so much but I'm like how do I just like leave that and be like okay I don't want to be a midwife anymore I actually love social media and I want to teach about social media so I just feel like I'm at point where, like, I just feel like I wanna cry because everybody, like, a lot of women are relying on me to, you know, be like, fuck the system, you know, we can do this, but I don't know how to leave that to go where. So you feel a sense of
0: responsibility to them? Yeah. But the good news is you're not the only person that says fuck the system. You're letting your ego stop you from your happiness.
6: In my field in Italy, at the moment,
0: yes. You believe you're the only person that's saying, fuck the system and midwifing currently in the world?
6: Not in the world, not in the world, just in Italy. Like, in oh, world, just in Italy. a lot of people. <laughs> but just in Italy, just in Italy, yeah, yeah. I've got, like, over 100,000 followers, that's yes. it, not many, but just in Italy, my, you know, little community. Pay. Yes, um, the country
0: yes. of Italy. Yeah. <laughs> that's that tiny community. <laughs> yes. You know, I think this is a great question. All of us struggle with the concept of having a sense of responsibility that's at the crux and conflict with our own happiness. Here's what I can tell you. If you yourself are not happy, you'll eventually not be able to do the duties that you're so proud of. So I don't think it's an all or nothing game. You can start interjecting social media content for every other post that you do that fuck the system in Italy around midwifing. Yeah. You're, you're thinking about it as all or nothing. Yeah. Right? You're, bi- you're binary. Yeah.
6: It's two- I'm, yeah, I'm like... Correct. All in, you know? Yes. If I do something, I do 10 TikTok, 10 Reels, 10 YouTube, 10, 10... I, like, I just go all in, you, you know? You fucking love 10. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm just thinking, like, how can I do
0: 20, you know? Because if I keep Why don't doing- you... Well, first of all, I love that, <laughs> like 20 is better than 10, but if you can't do that, then what about 7 and 3?
6: Yeah, but which one do I choose?
0: Oh. Which one do you want? Well,
6: I want to do social media now.
0: So do 7 social media and 3 midwifing? Okay.
6: Okay. Right. But can I, have the, can I have the video? Can I have the video?
0: You're good, thank you. Do you want the video this yeah, we got
6: oh, yeah because this is extra fun.
0: Done, I got you. <laughs>
6: Hey Gary. Hi. I'm Sue.
8: Sue. Yeah. And I I do weddings, and I write books, and I do podcasts, and Uh, I I have a wedding wedding venue that I actually work at. So I'm really into stress away from brides in planning mm-hmm. weddings and wanting to help them because it's a really stressful thing and I really, really love it. Good. But I've just realised from listening to one of your videos, which i listen to every video a hundred times when I drive, when I work out, no matter what I do, I'm always listening to your stuff.
0: Thank you, sir.
8: And I listened to something on the way here yesterday because I live in the Hunter Valley. Yes. And I can't remember who it was because I was interested in listening to you but anyway, someone else. And they said, what's really your passion? And as I was driving, I kind of had what I call a Wow moment yes. where I went. I absolutely love weddings, brides drive me absolutely crazy, <laughs> a lot of time. and I swear it like you do, but just not to their faces. And I just had a wow moment that what I really, really love is I love health. I love um, you know, eating healthy, and even if you're busy, finding time to work out and working on your mental health. And I'm that friend that people they always call me when something's wrong in their life, and I'll nurture them through it, and they're like, "What would I have done without you?" And I realize, that's what I really want to do, but I don't want to leave this. So really, okay, sorry, it's a really long question. My no, no, question's is, really short, is <laughs> can I somehow morph the two businesses together, or do I need to stand
0: them apart? You can morph them together. Oh, yay, because it's so much easier. So listen, this is what just happened with the wonderful lady who loves the number 10 in Italy that's the only person and in Italy, Italy, Italy that, that midwives against the that. system. <laughs> a lot of you follow my content. I'm telling you, there's something profound in this. If this room collectively falls in love with the word and, I do not know what it is about you beautiful human beings, but you have just decided that or is more powerful than and. The last two questions and 80% of the questions and things that I work through Is because people have put the word "or" on a pedestal and haven't understood the word "and." It's always "and."
8: Yeah, I guess I just didn't want to confuse my. I've got a really good following, and people kind of trust me.
0: They're going, "Why is she telling me how to make a bowl of muesli?" No, no, this is. Yeah, this is what I do. No, no. So this is where people don't realize that they're living their lives for the algorithm and the likes and the followers, and not for their soul. Yeah. You are not as happy as you could be because subconsciously, what you actually just said is, I don't know if this content will do as well. I post tons of content that I know will not do well, because I wanted to put out a nine-minute video about sports cards and 80% of you don't give a fuck. (laughs) But I don't give a fuck because it makes me happy. Fuck you. <laughs> Gary, because of you, in the last sort of six months, I've
8: literally dropped 15 kilos and just got in really good shape and I've got more energy to keep up with everything and I think that's what I want to share with people. as so well. Everyone that sees me, they go, oh, my God, you look skinny. Well, I well fat, but you know what I mean. My weight was evenly proportioned like you said yours used to be. So I just filled it in a little bit more. So thank you so much. You've so helped me wonderful. in every aspect.
0: I love a life. Thank you. By the way, let me go even more technical because this will free up a lot of you. It used to be a high majority of your followers would see your shit. If you're paying attention at home, it's not like that anymore. It's the algorithm. So now there's more freedom to post whatever the fuck you want because it's the individual piece of content that's gonna find the audience, not the people that already followed you. Got it? So this is the greatest era in social media in the last 15 years to explore different creative. Because it's the individual piece now. It doesn't work like email anymore where you blast it and all your people see it. The interest graph, not the social graph, is what's dominating the algorithms. So now's the time to take risks and try new shit. Because what they just both talked about is 90% of what a lot of you are thinking about if you're producing content.
3: Hey, Gary. Uh, my name's Ibrahim. So I'm a tax accountant and in my business, I feel like I give more than what I get paid for. Okay. Um, What do you think is the best way to close the gap and actually get your true value of what you're giving to your clients?
0: Ask for more. (laughs) Can you expand? Sure. So you own your business? Correct. Okay. So let's say I'm a client and I last year used you for tax season. Yeah. Um, how much would I pay you, roughly, in what um, range?
3: Just an individual tax return, 164. Dollars? Yeah, dollars.
0: Okay, and what do you think you're worth, my friend?
3: Um, individuals aren't really my priority. I'm talking businesses. So, for example, bookkeeping, payroll the whole... Got it. Pay-to-day. Let's say I was
0: using you for that. How much yeah. am I paying you? Uh,
3: generally between two to $3,000 depending on the amount of transactions and people on payroll.
0: And what kind of contract do you and I currently have if I'm one of these customers? Um, a no, one-year one deal, a month-to-month deal, no contract? How do we do it? Month-to-month. Great. Send me an email tomorrow and say, Dear Gary, I'm giving you 90 days notice. My services are now $4,000 a month.
3: Okay. And what happens if that's say 90% of them leave.
0: Well then you were wrong. <laughs> the, market, the market doesn't give a shit about your feelings of what you're worth. Yep. You're in business. Okay. Here's the good news. I wouldn't take the risk of emailing all of them that. <laughs> How many businesses do you have like that?
3: Uh, At the moment, I've just got them up to about 10. I'm closing in on two tomorrow. Uh,
0: So you've got 10 people that do month to month like that? So I would take two or three of them, probably the oldest ones you've had, and I would send that email and see what happens. Okay. Are you scared that they're gonna go
3: away? Not really, I couldn't care less. Great.
0: I just want more money. Great. You are about to find out what your market is you may end up with far less money. <laughs> but that's the plan, brother. You've got 10, take your two longest clients, say, hey, you may want to do a phone call, because instead of, a, hey, do you have 10 minutes to talk, you get them on the phone, that's in a respectful way, and say, hey, I've got a lot of demand on my time, my business is going in a different direction. H- how long have you had your two longest clients? Uh,
3: about two and a half years. Perfect.
0: I think you call them and say, hey, maybe you get together in person, I don't know if you're local, or you get them on the phone, that's the right thing to do, not a cold email, and say, hey, you know, we've been together for two and a half years, I really respect your business, I just want to give you an update. Um, starting January 1st, we're already in August, this is perfect. Starting in 2024, my services are going to 4,000, I have too much demand, You know, we've moved to the next level. Um, but I want to give you plenty of time because I'd love to keep you because I think it's really worth it. But just in case you need to move, I want to give you some time to start looking. And you're about to learn what your market is worth. Thank you. You're welcome.
9: Hey, what's up, Gary? I'm Dane. Um, Pleasure. First and foremost, I just want to say thank you so much. You spoke in Brisbane in 2018. Uh, I was in $200,000 debt, I had a full-time job and your talk inspired me to start a business that day. Uh, I used my grocery money to start my agency, and six weeks later I quit my job, and a year and a half later I paid off my $200,000 debt. So I just wanna say thank you. you. So my question is, uh, what's your thoughts on what's happening with Elon Musk's rebrand with Twitter turning into X? It seems like there's quite a debate happening what's happening with Threads, and what can content creators expect, and how can we uh, capitalize on this?
0: Threads is early, but it's really a lot of Twitter dynamics with a different audience, because most people you know, were so Instagram heavy. That's where our community was. It's a real opportunity. Obviously, there's not as much. The first week is always like, a grand opening of a restaurant is yeah. always gonna do different. You know, it takes time. That We'll be watching what's happening with Threads. On the X part, you know, names are interesting. He obviously gave up a lot of brand value, because there's a lot of brand mm-hmm. built in Twitter. At the same token, it's very clear he's trying to build an app that looks more like what we see in China, where it's full service. And in a lot of ways, for him to get permission to build out an app that has 7, 10, 15 different services on it, one could argue the rebranding of it actually gives him the ability to make us believe that X fits all these things, whereas Twitter, we knew what it was, and it was harder to rebrand. Mm. So. At the end of the day, the way I think about names is names are made. People are like, Gary, I need a great name for my business, otherwise it won't do well. I'm like, Google's a terrible name. (laughs) Nike's a shitty name. McDonald's sounds like a local Irish pub. (laughs) Names are made by execution, so the the name debate is kind of not super interesting. It's going to end up completely being judged on his ability to execute the thing.
9: Do you think that um, he's potentially disrupted the community beyond a measure that he can repair it, or do you think that he could potentially rebuild it into something new?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the data shows that that's more hyperbole than truth.
9: hmm Thank you.
0: Yeah, I try not to, like, get caught up in, like, hot takes. I like to look at reality. The community is either making a subjective political decision on their belief systems, but in reality, most people are keyboard warriors and talk shit, but act differently. Right? Like yep. in America, every four years, 50% of the country tells me that they're going to leave America if this person wins the election. If blah, blah, blah wins the election, I'm moving to Canada. <laughs> and then, like, next Thursday, I see them like, hey, Bob. <laughs> Nobody's moving to fucking Canada, bro.
9: Yeah. Thank you.
0: So that's what's going on with that. <laughs> Hey Gary, I'm
10: Simone. Nice to meet you. You've inspired me to start my business three years ago and we're now turning over about three million in revenue each year. (laughs) People are having conversations with me now around what my end goal is. um, And I'm just wondering how you would find out when it's time to sell or step out so that I can focus on other business ventures. Do you like it? I enjoy the business side of it, not the operations.
0: Do you want to bring in an operator? And what do you consider the business part if it's not the operations? Strategy. Interesting. And do you, so do you have an idea for another business that you believe that you'll like better because it's more strategy? Because every business needs operations.
10: I love what we do. I'm very passionate about it still, so I haven't lost the passion, but I've got other ideas that I think could be Bigger. I manage 50 staff right now, so that's quite draining.
0: Um, Why don't you hire someone to sorry, do Sorry, I've
10: got a team of four admins, so across us we kind of do that. Any escalations come to myself.
0: What about bringing in somebody more senior to be like a general manager? Like an operations director? hmm
10: I do have one.
0: How about another one?
10: <laughs> the profit's nice. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's an
0: idea. but. How would you position the two? Would you have an operation? Make less service? profit and be happier. But what would the two roles be? So divide to and conquer work. responsibilities. It's operations. It's not hard. Or would you have a COO? Yes. The operations. Sure. Service? Okay. You know what I mean? Like, you could go that way. You could easily have two people that report to you and they divide. Sure. But, like, I love that we got to that place. You're literally compromising your ability to start something else, be happier, all for a couple of shekels on the profit margin.
10: The other thing to note is I could probably double the income in about one or two years as well, if I really hustled in what we're currently doing.
0: The real thing you should know is if you hire capable people to do shit that you don't love, you might be able to triple it. Yes. (laughs) I didn't get up here with my
11: looks. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome.
9: That was some gangster
0: shit, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
9: Hi Gary my name's Roy Roy how are you very well that's good excellent uh you spoke about loving your life loving yes. loving your life yes and you um you spoke about uh, a whole lot of people that don't love their life yes when did you start loving your life and when did you consider yourself to be successful because i mean if you if you if you compare yourself to where you started off would you consider yourself successful? Or at what point did you sort of turn around and say, you know what, I'm a success?
0: I, I started loving my life fully the day I was done with school. Um, so I would say, yeah, I'm being serious. Like, school was a burden on me, and I hated it, and it took up a lot of time. So I would say the day I fully went there was, like I've always loved, like I would say around 10 or 11 is when I started to understand myself in a funny way where I was willing to be bad at school and did not think it represented who I was. So that was like an early seed. When I really had nothing on my chest other than joy was when I was done with school, because that was a burden. I've never really deemed myself successful or not successful. I've never judged myself.
9: So, when, when, do, when would you say that you started really loving your life? Sort of because there was a moment where you'd say, you know, you were the 28-year-old um, wine cellar working for your father. Were, were you loving life at that point? Or? Yes.
0: Fair enough. I, I just, my bigger question to you is what's making you not love your life? It's a great question. So answer it.
9: <laughs> not achieving. Not achieving what I think that I can achieve. For
0: whom? For me. What are you, why are you doing that to yourself?
9: I don't know. It's, it's a matter of not achieving. I think that I'm capable of more than one thing. So it's a, a matter of do I go in this direction? Do I go in that direction? But Where the, do I commit? Where do I put the effort? Where do I put? But what are you scared of that's not letting you make decisions? Missing out. On what? On the other things that, that, you know, if I go down one direction, you miss out on another thing. Can I
0: give you some really, really good news? Yeah. No matter what you ever decide, you'll never know if the other thing would have been anything.
9: So dive in, commit.
0: You're not going to, sitting around and debating which option's better will never show you which option was better. Let me give you an example. I passed on investing in Uber from one of my best friends twice. Had I made a normal $25,000 investment like I was doing at the time, I would have made somewhere close to $500 million. The reason it doesn't even sit with me is I also know had I done that, my life would have been completely different. And I don't know that that would have meant that I would have found myself in Shanghai one night for a business meeting, that that would have led me to, and maybe not paying attention, I would have been hit by a car and died. I believe that you're scared to, like, lose. That's why you're not doing anything. And that it feels better to make pretend you're capable instead of seeing if you're capable. You know what I mean? Mm. You're protecting yourself.
9: So less bubble wrap. More, More school fights, is that what you're saying?
0: That's right, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it's so fun to be like, no, no, guys. Like, I'm not, you know, you're protecting yourself from the, the, what's burning you up inside is you know the truth. You know what the coolest thing about being a person is? You actually know. <laughs> you're what? Thank you for. Cla- I mean, I thought it was the most profound thing I said all day. So I, I think you're fucking amazing for that clap. And I'll tell you where me and you are sharing this moment. People are posturing. The reason you're hurting inside is you know you're acting. But inside, you know you're scared of shit. You're scared. That's why you're not doing. You're not scared of missing out on the alternative. You're scared of doing. Because if you do, then you might fail. you got to practice losing, my man, instead of making pretend you won't lose. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Because, brother, because I see that hit for you, don't worry about their judgment. Like, what's going to happen? You're going to fail, and then your mom or your dad or your best friend's going to see see you suck, and you're going to say, what? You suck, too. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing it is this fake game that everyone's playing, so someone can tell them, like, if you don't play, you didn't lose. The biggest thing I fear when I see in children is their fear to play the game because it means they're scared of losing. That means they're insecure.
5: Hi guys, Hi. Um, I'm Keira. Um Keira. I've recently set up a business and set up an Instagram account for it. And I've just started taking videos and talking to the camera and I can't get over my fear of just Sound, feeling like everything sounds really cringy and like worrying about what other people think. Like, how would you kind of get past that at the very beginning of the journey?
0: By posting.
5: Okay. You know, like, like <laughs> yeah. this is
0: all the same game. This is why this is so interesting to me, Kira. Like, like again, play this game with me that we just played. What's gonna happen? Like, Ricky Forty Nine is gonna say you're cringy? <laughs> What's gonna happen? Your high school friends are gonna be like, you're so cringy? Like, the concept of valuing other people's opinions over your own is crazy. Yeah. It's understandable, but it's just a game of insecurity. This, that statement I said 20 minutes ago, if everyone just stays in high school, you're in high school right now. Mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, when you were in high school and you were scared to go to school because you had a huge zit, the reason it was fine was everybody else was scared about their own zit. Like, people need to get over themselves. Like, nobody really gives a fuck about your cringy video. Okay, like, the re- like the reason everything's easy for me is even with all this love and admiration, like what's gonna happen? I'm gonna die. If you're around and you like me, you're gonna be like, send whatever the X or tweet or Facebook of the day, you're gonna be like, Gary Vee was awesome. He really Maybe you'll share the stories that you're sharing with me. And then you're gonna hit enter and then you're gonna live your fucking life.
5: <laughs> right? So the fuck are you scared of? I don't know, like, I'm still posting every day and putting it up, and I've even spoken on my stories about sounding cringy. but, like, it's my own fear, and, like, people have messaged me saying, no, you're not cringy. keep going, but I think it's just, like, this fear that I'll give myself the ick really bad and then just not post. But, like, do you think you're
0: enjoying people telling you you're not cringy, so you just keep doubling down on it?
5: No, I think, I think it's more from myself. Why? I think because it's so new, I've never really spoken to the camera before, so it's like foreign to me. What if it's awesome? Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What if this is what you were meant to do? I mean, again, like Mm. these mind games we play with each other are just totally irrelevant. Yeah. Okay. Just keep doing it. Okay.
5: you'll You'll
0: get more used to it. It's kind of like, why didn't I give candor? Because I didn't want to hurt their feelings. It made me feel bad. But then the more practice you get, better.
5: Yeah. Okay, thank you. You're
0: welcome.
4: Hey Gary, my name's Matt. Matt. I've got a lot of um, clients that I really love working working for and um, and I understand the lifetime value of a client. Yes. How would you reward those kind of clients that you really love to work for? By reverse engineering what makes them happy. So basically asking them what makes them happy and and then do it do it like if they're interested in the football team for instance buying them a jersey or yeah something like that that's right cool thanks you're welcome
0: <laughs> but, it, but it's interesting right like that's by the way I love that you're into lifetime like my favorite book that I wrote is the thank you economy that only speaks about this the fact that you have the intent for this brother you're halfway home now you just gotta spend time with them Take them out to dinner. You don't even need to ask them so transactionally. Take them out to dinner, and talk about life, and then realize that they like that sports team. Then you're going to get double the love from them because you were listening to them instead of asking them. You know? Spend time. Every great relationship you have is based on the amount of time you spent on it. Hi, Gary.
11: Hi. (laughs) My name is Gabby. Um, I'm 27 years old, which means that I'm constantly having to re-watch the patience video and remind myself about it. Um, but you also do mention also the importance of being able to make decisions quickly. So I was wondering what your advice would be, how, how I can balance being patient with something, but also being able to make a decision
0: quickly. So I think of it as macro patience, micro speed. Mm-hmm. In the macro, when I'm asking you to be patient, I'm asking you to not judge yourself every day. Mm-hmm. In the micro, when I'm asking you to make a decision, I'm hoping that you realize you need to make a decision or nothing's gonna happen. So give me a for instance of something that you struggle to make a decision on.
11: Um, so say for example, in, I have an e-commerce store that sells a particular product. So I know that it's a good product, but Do I double down on that product? Do I give it a bit more of a chance to scale dramatically or is it time to pivot?
0: Why do you know it's a good product?
11: From the reviews I've gotten from customers, from the fact that there wasn't anything like it in the market and from customers from overseas finding it
0: somehow. So why are you contemplating moving on? Because there's not enough volume? Yeah. Well, maybe you're not good at marketing.
11: Ironic, because I'm a digital marketing manager.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Ironically, that's the least ironic thing to me. Most Mm. people that I see in marketing roles aren't actually great at marketing. Mm. Are you a digital marketing manager in like a career and this is a side product?
11: Yeah, I think what I've struggled with is because I've gone through a career in corporate, that's being, what, yeah, mm-hmm. being able to somehow transmute that to a small business is completely different.
0: There's, there's you completely have just articulated why I'm dominating in corporate. Mm. Corporate marketing is fake. Yeah. Mm. Business marketing for yourself is real. Mm.
11: So it would be kind of unlearning
0: what it The I've bullshit. Done. Yeah. <laughs> funny thing happens when you have clients and you're telling them what to do for marketing but it doesn't matter because it's not yours but then all of a sudden when you got yours yeah. I think you need to get better at marketing.
11: Yeah I think so too. I Good. think that's the reality
0: check I needed. <laughs> Good I'm happy to Thank do it. Thank you. You got it.
4: All right three more three more questions.
0: Can we extend it a little bit? Yeah.
4: yeah. Hi Gary my name's Nick. Um, My question is about, you know, your why, your purpose. Yes. And for me, um, it's my kids. Yes. Um, I grew up not very well off, and I started my own business so that I've got the time freedom to be able to drop them off at school, pick them up from school. It's awesome. um, And basically provide the kind of life that I never had. Amazing. The problem where I'm starting to feel torn is I have such a time commitment in what I'm doing that I feel like it's taken me away from the kids who are the driving force of everything I do. So don't. Yeah, um, (laughs) I just, I feel like I don't have enough time to fulfill both, and. But but you do.
0: What you're doing is you're judging yourself on ideology. And you're trying to be perfect. And you think it's a game of or, not and. And you're saying that, because I didn't drop off my kids today on this Tuesday because I went to this business thing, I fucked up, when in reality, your kids have no prayer of remembering that shit in 15 years.
7: It's true.
4: Hmm.
0: All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, this is the black and white shit that we got to get out of. The fact that you're even trying, your kids are going to feel that. Who the fuck is perfect? Not me. Nobody. Of course you're not perfect, nobody is. But you're trying, and you clearly have the intent. Sounds like your kids are super lucky. And so if you've gotta go hard for a month because there's an opportunity in what you're doing, and you might miss the ball game or dropping them off, it's just a tiny blip. How old are your kids? Uh, Nine and six. I want you to tell all of us right now, every day of your nine and six year old life, go. (laughs)
7: <laughs> well, can't do that.
0: Tell me 25 things that happened to you when you were nine.
4: Couldn't do that either. Then I think you should go do both. Thanks Gary.
0: You understand? Like, you remember what you feel, not every detail. We're up, this is what I'm talking about. I'm so happy he came up. and, Brother, that was such a good one. Do you know how many people you just helped? Like, right? How many people did that just help? This concept, like, I don't know what people are doing. Like, that you have to be perfect for your kids every day? You have to love your kids. You don't have to go to every fucking game. Most of your kids suck at the game anyway. (laughs) Like, literally, like, we created this fucking pressure on ourselves. Nobody can do everything. You have to provide for your family, and your employees, and, and go to every like, fuck! Like, you know, like, little Ricky's gonna be okay if you miss one fucking game. And if you don't want to, then don't. Then your business will make a little less money, that's good. But it's not about the money, is it? it you need it for yourself. This is what I keep telling people. If you're a provider, financially or emotionally, you have to protect yourself first because if you're doing for everyone else and not yourself, you're going to eventually break and the whole thing's going to fall apart. The only way to be selfless is to start by being selfish. Yes, Kerry.
5: Um big fan. Thank you. So I came here today with my co founder, who's at the back, and we met three years ago at a support group after our moms died suddenly. Um, we struggled to find resources that spoke to us, you know, people our age, we didn't expect to go through such a big loss, and so we had a chat about what can we do to help other people, and so we started a podcast, and it was really successful we've, in the last three years, we've written a book, we've got a highly engaged community, but we're struggling to sustain ourselves financially, and it's such a sensitive topic, we don't know how to monetize it, um, so I'm just looking for some advice. Maybe you should.
0: right? Maybe it can be a side thing that fills your soul, and maybe you guys can do something else that feels more pure to monetize.
5: Mm-hmm. We do feel like it, like we've found our purpose, and the thought of like going back to the jobs that we were doing before kind of like, make us feel a bit physically sick.
0: That makes sense. What about not going back to those jobs and doing something else that's either financially viable together, or jobs that might be enjoyable that... May not pay as much, but give you the time to work on this and maybe an in-between. Because if you can't, like, if you don't, if you can't monetize on the subject matter, you can't monetize.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Yeah. Or you find a way that feels right. Right? Whether it's selling retreats or something, there might be a way to do it. Yeah. But do not, the number one thing that I always worry about is people compromise what they feel in their stomach because of the financial burden. Mm. I'd rather you keep this pure and work around it than ruin
5: it. Good advice. Thank you. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Coletta.
10: I'm a project manager at the best advertising agency in Australia. <laughs> Over the years, I've realized my goals aren't to climb the corporate ladder or chase the title. But I still care about my career, and I love to learn, develop, and grow. My question is, how can I make sure I feel fulfilled and that I'm growing without having to chase the title?
0: I mean, it doesn't sound like you're putting the title on a pedestal. Doesn't that just end the game right there? I promise you that we'll never promote you and give you a better title. (laughs) No, but really, do you know what, do you feel like there's a part of you that feels like you're supposed to?
10: I think that's just the way the corporate industry...
0: I I actually think you and I might be very similar, let me explain. When I hear them I think that, uh, so I am who I am, but I give it no power. You could be the chief production officer of VaynerMedia one day, globally, but if you don't think that validates you, then it holds no power. Like, I, I don't think, I don't give any power to me being Gary V or being the CEO of Vayner. So you can still grow, but that doesn't mean you sold out or you compromised if you don't give it any weight. I believe that I want to be judged on how I treat people, not by how much money I make. So you can, you can continue to crush at Vayner like you're doing and keep getting promoted, but if you are detached from that title, then you are detached from that title. It. You understand? Thanks. Keep up the good work.
5: Hi, um, I'm Pauline. Ethan, thank you so much for showing us what introverts can do. And Gary, the most freeing thing you ever said is you are the niche. You don't have to box yourself in. Having said that, um, I was wondering if you, you spoke about self-love, and I didn't realise business things talked about that. <laughs> I just really like I like how squishy it's getting right now.
0: Yeah, so, I can get way more squishy than this. Yeah.
5: <laughs> so, like, do you, especially because I deal with a lot of traumatised people, and they come to me and they they've never told people this stuff especially um men as well yes do you have like a daily self-love ritual or something that you practice to either stay happy or maintain that that self-worth
0: yeah but it's not even like daily it's almost minute by minute i just am incapable of losing the perspective of the truth you know, like, I, it's, you know, it's really interesting to watch the world get more spiritual, right? There's so much on that now. And I love it. I love that people have found different ways, whether they're doing meditation, whether they're walking on grass to get grounded, whether they're fucking doing psychedelic. I don't give a shit. Whatever makes people happy, I'm about. It's just fascinating for me because it all just makes me happier and happier by the nanosecond because it just is for me. You know, it's just, it's super real. When I said to you I can get way more squishy, my most inner circle, my friends and family, laugh about the whole Gary Vee thing so much because I'm such an aggressive communicator in my content because I get hyped and I get excited. And unlike some people, when the camera comes on, they feel weird. The camera comes on me, and I think I'm Randy the Macho Man Savage. You know, like, I go crazy. But fuck, man, am I super chill. And what the the fuck is their distress about? You're gonna be dead for a long time. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. So back to the point of like me saying I could be way more squishy, and back to the point of not being attached to it, like I'm on some nothing matters shit. And I don't think anything matters. Nothing. Zero. Just like, fucking be happy today. You know, like, fight for that shit at all costs. So that's why I can get very squishy, because I can go very deep on this. I like my craft, I'm passionate, I do my thing, but like, the fuck does it mean? Who here spends time with 90-year-olds that are not their relatives? then I guarantee those six or seven hands, you should, if you're paying attention, know what to do. Which means no 90-year-old is talking about any of the nonsense that's running through your head.
12: Hi, Gary, how are you? I'm well, my friend. Thank you. Um, my, name, my name's Nathan. Um, so I, I just wanted to say that I really appreciate like all of the content that you've been putting on social media, like you're one of the main reasons why I started to put more effort into my social media and start posting a lot more. I mean, particularly on LinkedIn, yes. I've noticed that I'm getting a lot more traction. Obviously I don't have a hundred thousand followers or anything, but I'm seeing that 1% better every day. And I think I love to have you thank in a large part for that. Thank so you. I'm very grateful. Um, yeah, so my question, um, actually it's more of a, I wanted to dial it back a little bit. So I'm building a business of my own and I'm currently in the stage of like doing market research and I'm validating some stuff that I'm working on. Like, do people really like what I'm selling and do people really want? I wanted to ask you, like in your experience with all of the businesses you've done, you've been able to achieve amazing things, but I wanted to ask you like, what are some examples of things that you've done that haven't worked well and maybe what would you do differently?
0: I'll tell you why this is an interesting question. This is super fascinating. My ability to even remember shit that didn't work is an extreme challenge for me. So what hasn't worked? Many different initiatives within Vayner, right? Um, I've been trying to start a Vayner live events like company and division multiple times. I tried a sampling division inside of Vayner it's like almost everything doesn't work. Like, you know, I'm also good at it, so a lot of things do work, but, you know, I've, I never bet the whole farm on things. Notice how I helped the guy with the tax thing? Like, you don't email all ten because the shit might fuck up. You go to two, and if it fucks up, you're still alive. So I have this gear of high risk, but never to put myself out of business. And I've really not done that many things in the scheme of things, meaning I've done a ton of things, but like betting all of it. But even like, think about the clarity that I've given almost every answer on this. And this gentleman's asking me, like, what things haven't worked? And I'm like trying to process here on stage what hasn't worked. It's like, I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. Like, and nothing ever really big, you know, like I've never been the active runner of a business that didn't succeed. There's been side projects. Uh, At one point I tried to start a full pledge buying toys at garage sales and selling them on eBay business and I put like a former friend and a cousin in it and it failed miserably. But like I didn't run it, Do you know what I mean? It was like I set it up and so usually if I'm driving it's gonna be okay but many initiatives haven't worked.
12: So it's just more of a case of, like you've always said many times, is just executing, trying things, seeing what works. Like executing on a small scale. Yeah. The biggest,
0: the biggest thing I fear about when I hear you frame this up is, how long are you going to do product market research?
12: Oh, I'm, I'm, I want to get started as soon as possible. Like I've just, I've gathered a bunch of data already, and now I'm on the precipice of actually executing. So Amazing. I'm, I'm thinking to myself now, like, I just need to start, just get out there and just do it, That's and right. not think about it. That's right, brother. Okay. Thank you very Good much. Good luck,
0: brother. What are you thinking? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I really apologize. We're gonna to have to cut it at this one. Go ahead, brother. And for, for you who's like devastated, <laughs> yeah, I saw the reaction. We're gonna sneak it in too because that was a big reaction. Okay, go fast.
7: <laughs> Hi, Gary. My name is Ashik. I'm a structural engineer. Thank you for being the one who pushed me to double down on my passion and finally create a brand that educates the general public on structural engineering and the important work that structural engineers do in the world. Let's fucking
0: go, structural engineers. (laughs) You fucking
4: motherfuckers.
0: (laughs) This shit's important. (laughs) Don't
1: forget to
4: thank yourself.
0: My question to you is, in the last year, I've come to realize that the majority of my family
7: and friends don't share the same growth mindset as me. While I don't let this hold me back from doing the work, I can't help but sometimes have this unhelpful thought that if I really went all in and achieved my true potential, I'd be leaving my loved ones behind. How do I overcome this mindset that's holding me back?
0: By realizing that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) The fuck are you talking about? Why would you succeeding leave, why wouldn't you bring them with you?
7: That is 100% what I want to do, but it's just this thought that just keeps holding me back, and I'm not sure why it happens. I don't know if I'm the only one that, that has this, Well, let's yeah. keep
0: playing with this. This is fascinating, and I think it's something else, actually, so let's keep playing. You succeed, and what happens? You become so bougie you don't wanna to talk to them anymore?
7: No, it's, it's not really that. It's They so. become
0: jealous of you?
7: Yeah, so first of all, contextually, this is family and friends, and it might be more about friends as well. So I love my friends, and I know they look out for me, but it's just this thought that, yeah, maybe if I do really achieve my true potential, I could make them feel uncomfortable, and that could result in a growing gap between us. I don't know if I'm- well, it's just a No, that's no, just no, it's, it's, a,
0: it's, a, it's a great thought. I mean, I grew up in such a scenario where that became very real in my world, but let's keep playing. Would you stop trying? to bring them along?
7: Absolutely not. I've actually been trying to bring them along. End
0: of story. If they're deeply insecure and they start to be jealous of you, if you counter their darkness with more light, you'll win. Thank you. Do you understand? Yeah. Nobody leaves anyone behind if they choose to not leave them behind.
9: What about the duality of responsibility
0: shift? 100%, that's exactly right. It's equally that person's responsibility to work on themselves, but one of the easiest ways to help people work on themselves is to continue to shower them with support and love. also being an Of course. Limiting your entrepreneurial ability because you're providing so much energy to someone that you're trying to bring along is highly unlikely, actually. There's so much energy. Of course, it would take some, but yeah, you could limit your upside. I did it. I built Wine Library while being my dad's personal therapist three hours a day in that liquor store. So, to your point, I feel like I could have built a bigger business if I didn't have to talk to my dad about why, if somebody stole a 25-pack of peanuts, it wasn't the end of the fucking world. So, to your point, but in reality, it's all just subjective at that level, right? Like, sure, I gave up three hours a day, and that would have been productive if I put it into the entrepreneurial journey, but I loved him more, and I needed to bring him along. I can't hear you. It may be. But to your point, he might also be able to go out and do it for three years and then come back. The game's not over until everyone's dead, <laughs> right? But the more, importantly, the more important question is, to your point and his point, is like, OK, then don't. Like, that's what gets fun about these philosophy and these debates. OK, if, if you don't want to do what many, 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 many of hundreds of millions of people have done by bringing people along, you're allowed to choose to not to. If it's your ethics, if you believe that's you, That's exactly right. Like, you know, but I'm on the receiving end of a question to create, you know, a framework, but then you get to decide. I can tell you this, if you decide to compromise your happiness and upside, because you're scared to leave people behind because you don't want to make them feel bad. I have some bad news. You're going to really make them feel bad in 20, 30 years when you start deploying your resentment on them.
7: Thank you, Gary. All
0: right, brother, last question.
2: Lucky last, beautiful. Uh, Well, it's an honor. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to um, have a chat. And I just want to skip all the intro stuff. Nobody cares who the fuck I am. I'm in here for a little bit <laughs> uh, you spoke before about a, a quote somebody else created this framework for judging himself and you might have seen me over there i was sort of doing That's a my eye contact yep. could you elaborate on that a little bit more yeah because i believe that i created this framework for judging myself i believe that as a recovering perfectionist that I am my biggest critic. Um, I, I believe if I showed you
0: the video of the first five years of your life and every yeah. single thing your parents, grandparents, and the people around you did, things would become much more clear for you that you had nothing to do with that. Mm. You know, we can remember at a certain level. The problem is a lot of things are being formed before we can remember.
5: Mm.
0: So. It's just just very obvious. By the way, you have children or no? No. Okay, do you you plan on it? Yes. Okay, this is going to get very clear for you when you see it from the other side. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we're animals, and we're being nurtured by our environment. This shit was figured out long before I came along, I promise you that. The nature nurture thing is real. And so there's something incredibly liberating for a lot of people, once they realize it's not you hating you, because that's very complicated and painful.
2: If I'm honest, I'm still not 100% getting it. I understand what you're saying about the environment, et cetera, but could you elaborate that a little bit more?
0: Yeah, well, like, it just depends on how you want to play the game. So for example, we all have our DNA. Yeah. Um, do you think you're responsible for your really good-looking face? no absolutely not i wish i was because i'm damn good looking i agree so you don't think you're responsible for your face yeah. but you do think you're responsible for your insecurity
2: mm. yeah I, I get the inconsistency there. yeah
0: yeah
1: well
2: so, so when you said um when you love yourself, it's all gravy. Yes. What does that feel like?
0: The fucking best. <laughs> like, it really feels great to feel light.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It feels nice. And of course, I, I'm a human being. It's not like I'm fucking in la-la land. But when the foundation is good, when you really do fight, like for me, when I'm struggling with something and I'm stressed, it fascinates me how much my natural like framework starts to fight me out of it, like how quickly whether it's an hour or a half a day, like everything is forcing myself into like, okay, hold on, so you're stressed about this. But let's make pretend this was fine. And X happened. Someone that you care about was sick. or like Very quickly I go to the higher level of perspective. And so that practice, so like it's just, it feels nice to not worry all the time. You know, about things that are silly it's good to worry about the important things. You know, you need the health and well-being of yourself and your loved ones. After that, it's like everything else is
2: manageable. Hmm, gotcha. And before you were asking, uh, you were saying about how the environment shapes you, et cetera, I'm not gonna remember when it It's was a piece. Five, et cetera. Now, I remember before you also said not to be angry at your mum and your dad, etc, because their grandparents made them... Yeah, fuck your grandparents. (laughs) Yeah. So I actually feel like my dad is one of my biggest sources of fuel. Like when I reach into the cookie jar, I reach into my dad, essentially, right, metaphorically. And I feel like a lot of the reason why I've been able to achieve the of success that I have is because of his lack of belief, Makes sense. his negativity, etc. And I feel like oh, that's actually sorry, his, his what? Humor. I feel like I that's fueled me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. That's what i Is that thinking. a good thing or is no, that that's, a bad
0: thing? That's is that the, the, the thing mindset? That's the thing I'm scared of. Right. Are you mad at him?
2: Well, I'm not sure. Should I be mad? That's really the essence of my question. Well, because... if you're not <laughs> sure, what the fuck do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think? I... Do you
0: think you're mad at him or do you think you feel bad from him for him and it's allowing you to try in a different way? You might have compassion for him.
2: Uh, By and large, I'm happy because, as I said, that's the large uh, fuel for what's driving me forward, I think. My biggest purpose in life is to prove him wrong. (laughs) I want to be like, see, I did it. Right. That's (laughs) called being dark fucking Vader. Mm. That's Mm. the
0: dark energy. Mm. Hard to be sustainable. Yeah. When does that end of you proving him wrong? Is that a million dollars? Uh, Is Is that a million followers? Is that... Having a, a hot plus one, like where does that stop?
2: I've got a pretty clear destination actually. When we're doing eight figures, and when why I'm not nine? Well, I think eight will be enough for me.
4: Yeah,
0: but why? When I why not? Eight, why not? I six, it then, then why not seven? Becoming, sorry? Then why not seven?
4: Well,
2: because I'm already there.
0: Okay, so what? Like, but why eight and not nine?
2: You do want Well, to I, say think you're, that, you're, I think that. Once we're at eight figures, then I'll be able to say, hey dad, look, we've influenced this many people, we've saved this many lives. He's going to say, I don't give a fuck. That. Really? Cool. <laughs> like, Thanks.
0: What, 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 I'm, what I'm trying to play out <laughs> with you is you just arbitrarily made that up.
2: Yeah. Yeah, cool. I yeah. get it now. Right? Sweet.
4: Awesome. Thank you. Gary, thank you so much for being here. Ladies and gentlemen, Gary Vanja. Thank you, Sydney. Thank
5: you so much. Don't say.